You're listening to Give Your Life Away, a devotional podcast from Canyon Bible Church of Prescott designed to equip you with the truth of God's Word and encourage you in the pursuit of ascribing glory to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to the Give Your Life Away podcast. Our text for today is Romans 3, 1 through 8. And just to remind you, we just ended Romans chapter 2, and Romans chapter 2 is kind of that that uh, shocking statement to the moral person or to the Jew. They just looked at the immoral person, the, the clearly immoral person from Romans chapter 1. Now he turns his sights, Paul does, on uh, the moral Jew and says, you're just like them. You break the law the same way they do. All are going to be judged. All, there's no partiality with God. Whether you sin with the law or sin apart from the law, you're both in the same place. And so Romans 3, 1 starts with a, a logical question that the Jewish reader might, might ask then what advantage has the Jew? Or what is the value of circumcision? I've been a Jew my whole life, and I've prized myself in the fact that I come from a line of Abraham, and and I'm part of God's chosen people. And I've kept the Old Testament oracles, the Old Testament commandments. I've been circumcised, says a Jew. So, So then, if I'm going to be judged just like the Gentiles are, and by the same standard, then what good is all of this Judaism? What, what good is being the chosen people of God? And that's a, that's a helpful question. And Paul answers it. And he doesn't say, yeah, you're right. It's no big deal. No, he shows that they've got a great advantage. He says, much in every way. To begin with, the Jews were entrusted with the oracles of God. You've got a great advantage. You know who God is, what God desires. That is a special thing. And the New Testament Christian is the same way. You've got the scriptures, you've got the Bible, you've got preaching and teaching and people exhorting you and encouraging you from the Word of God. You've got a lot of advantages. And so the, the, the moral Jew then goes on and says in verse 3, What if some were unfaithful? Does their faithlessness nullify the faithfulness of God? By no means. Let God be true, though everyone were a liar, as it is written, that you may be justified in your words and prevail when you are judged. So, so the person is asking if, if, if some Jewish people are going to reject Christ, but God is still going to keep his word, God is still going to be faithful, then, then is he really being faithful? If they've rejected, he's supposed to be their savior, they're his chosen people. And, and Paul's saying, no, God is faithful. He promised to redeem a people. There might be some members in that larger group who ultimately reject Christ, but he will still redeem a people from that group, from the line of Abraham. God is not unfaithful. If everybody in the world were unfaithful and were a liar specifically, God would not be a liar. He would be true. And then the the moral Jewish reader asks a question that's similar to questions that we even ask today. What happens here is the reader is taught something about God taught something about the doctrine of how God works, who God is, and they jump to illogical conclusions. Here's the first one. They say this, but if our unrighteousness serves to show the righteousness of God, what shall we say? That God is unrighteous to inflict wrath on us? I speak in a human way. So Paul's saying he's kind of taken the, 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 the voice of someone who's asking questions in response to this truth. And he says, well, if, if, our unrighteousness is ultimately going to show the world the grace and mercy of God, then how is he just in punishing us for our unrighteousness? 
that doesn't seem very fair. And Paul says in verse 6, by no means, for then how could God judge the world? You don't question God as a judge. God always judges rightly, always. And then there's another illogical jump based on the truth that these people are hearing. They say, okay, so if God will be faithful to a people, even if some of them sin, but if they trust in him, he'll still be faithful, then, then doesn't sin ultimately work out God's plan to show off his greater love and greater forgiveness and greater mercy? And that's a true statement. Yes, it does. Even in the gospel, when we sin, our sin is part of the package. The overall gospel message is that God is faithful and merciful and gracious even when we sin. So then the illogical jump then is, well, then can't I just go on sinning? if it helps to show God's mercy and grace off. No. So you take a truth. God will be glorious even even when people sin in showing his mercy and grace. You take a truth like that, and then you jump to an illogical conclusion. Then I'll just continue sinning. No, 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 no. And people do that even today. I remember working with a lady one time who was a professing believer, married to her husband, she said that she wasn't happy in the marriage, and she was planning on divorcing him. Now, this is a divorce that would not have been warranted by God, would not be allowed by God, clearly would be sin. And she said this, I'll never forget this. She said, God wants me to be happy. Uh, now, let's just stop right there. That's a true statement. You can argue that from a number of places in Scripture. God is for our joy. He desires us to be happy in Him. But she then jumps to an illogical conclusion God wants me to be happy so I can divorce my husband if that makes me most happy, even if I'm sinning against God. That's starting from a true position and launching off into a false application. And this is what the person is struggling with in Romans 3, 1 through 8. If God this, then I can that. Or, or if God says this, doesn't this mean that God's not, not right to judge in this way? No, 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 no. We take God at his word. And so I'd encourage you, as you read the scriptures, listen to what God says. Do not draw illogical conclusions based on what he says. Listen to what he says. Obey him. Take him at his word. Take him at his complete word. Know his arguments. Know what he's articulating. And submit to your good and faithful God. If you've been encouraged by the Give Your Life Away podcast, please share it with a friend. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, you'll find us online at canyonprescott.org. Thanks for listening. Join us next time for Give Your Life Away. We